Welcome to the Pre-PT Grind Podcast. Before we begin this episode, we would like to thank you for taking the time to invest in yourself as a pre-PT on your journey to becoming a future doctor of physical therapy. This episode has been sponsored by our Acceptance Navigator Series, which is a free four-part pre-PT video series where we teach you exactly how to take full control of your PT school acceptance journey as well as how to find clarity and direction as a pre-PT so that you can dominate your application regardless of your GPA, GRE score, or fear of PT school rejection. Learn how to get into the driver's seat of your acceptance journey and not leave your acceptance to chance by shooting in the dark and hoping for the best as an applicant. This is the most value that we have given away and it's free. Take control of your pre-PT journey today by going to www.acceptancenavigator.com. That's www.acceptancenavigator.com. This episode has also been sponsored by our friends at ptschoolprobe.com. Listen to this. One of the biggest fatal application mistakes that thousands of PT school applicants make each year when applying to PT school is not applying to schools that are a perfect match for them. Partnering with our friends at PT School Probe has made that a problem of the past. As PT School Probe makes it extremely easy to plug in and enter what you're looking for in your ideal schools, and you will be immediately matched up with your perfect match DPT programs in the United States. To get matched and locked into your perfect DPT school programs, go to www.ptschoolprobe.com, www.ptschoolprobe.com, and use the code PREPTGRIND in lowercase letters to get a discount and let them know that we sent you there. That's PREPTGRIND for your code. This will save you hundreds of dollars in your application by helping you avoid throwing away money at the wrong schools and saving tens of thousands of dollars lost every year that you miss out on becoming a DPT. So go to www.ptschoolprobe, that's ptschoolprobe.com and use the code preptgrind in lowercase letters to get a discount and let them know that we sent you. And that's because we got you covered and we are excited to share this next episode with you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast episode. We look forward to serving you. Have a blast. All right, we are live. How are you guys doing? Hope you're having an absolutely amazing amazing evening and a great a great start to your new year guys for those of y'all that are new my name is joe Sugugi. Uh, i am one of the co-founders of pre-pt grind and our job is to help you all get into physical therapy school without having to waste a lot of time and money and all the added stress that comes with being a pre-pt and we'll dive into that a little bit but uh what you are tuning into right now is episode wow is this 39 i think this is episode 39 of the the Pre-PT Inspire series. And it's my favorite series that we do. And what it is, is we actually bring in students that have been a part of our coaching program, the Accepted System. If you wanna find out more about it, go to acceptedsystem.com. But our coaching programs, and these are students that have gotten into PT school and they have had a lot of the obstacles that you guys might feel right now are like, oh, this is overwhelming, it's too much. These are students that have had low GPAs. These are students that some of them have been rejected before. Some of them have been rejected multiple times. All the things that 
we're basically taught our like red flags in the pre-PT journey. And that's what usually leads us to second guess ourselves and even sometimes quit. And so this series is meant to help you do the opposite. This series is meant to help you shift and see that those things are possible. Like you might listen tonight and be like, oh my goodness, that sounds like me. Cool. That should be your confirmation that if Miriam can do it, we're about to dive into her story in a little bit, that if she can do it, then you can do it too. And then we will give you a direction at the end of, you know, how you can get started. But that is the purpose of this. So if you're tuning in tonight, looking forward to having y'all, you know, enjoy this process with me. I'm, I'm a listener as well to this interview. So I'm super excited. Marion, how are you feeling before we get started? I am feeling great. Kind of nervous because <laughs> I'm not used to it, but I'm, I'm always camera shy, but I'd like to be here and I love to be here and I would like to, the purpose of it, you know, like to share my story and I am representing here. Represent the accepted system family. (laughs) That's right. I love it. No, there's no problem with being nervous. I mean, we're all nervous, but you're about to crush it because this is your story. This is, I think these moments are so powerful because now you're able to take what sometimes felt like a lot of pain and frustration and turn it into Mm -hmm. something that will basically be the light for someone else that is in that current place, right? And so that's what makes this really beautiful. So let's start from the beginning, all right? Let's start from the jump. Why physical therapy to begin with? Like what drew you to this profession? Why did you choose it? We'll start here. And then obviously the the next question is we'll dive into what your obstacles were because that's what people really want to hear. But, yeah. but but tell us like what what drew you to physical therapy in the first place? Okay, so I'm just gonna make it brief. But if any of you have any questions, more than willing to message me or DM me or whatnot. But I never really knew about physical therapy before I learned about it. I was a med student. My journey was nursing school and then go to med school and become an endocrinologist. I'm type one diabetic myself, and so that's why I loved it. I was on a wait list for nursing school for like a year. And I was like, man, what am I doing? And for some reason, my, it didn't feel right to my heart to apply to another school. And so what I did was I volunteered to a couple of places, you know, convalescent homes and stuff, near a hospital, and I went to different departments. And then I saw physical therapy. I was like, oh, I thought physical therapists were athletic trainers. <laughs> what are they doing at a convalescent home or something? And then I learned about that. And then I decided you know what, I don't know if I'm going to get accepted to nursing school. So let me go into Cal State doing appeals. I live in California, by the way. And so I went to my bachelor's degree. I claimed as a kinesiology major. And boom, I took an exercise physiology class. And I was like, energy system, what are those? I don't know what those are. And, you know, like insulin resistant and all that. And it just blew my mind. And then after that, I got more into, you know, working as an aide. And then it really brought me the idea or the realization of PT is not just like one thing. It's very interconnected. It's, it's not just about, you know, the injury, but it's about the biopsychosocial. So knowing the person, how to treat the person, but also knowing the other factors of things, you know, how are you in your life and why are you not, you know, why are you not going to therapy or something, but it's, very complex not only the complex system of the body but the complexity of being a therapist so I'm you know I hope one day it's not an alternative medicine anymore but but that's the reason why oh I love it that that was beautifully said 
I always like to start with that question because that that becomes the thing that you lean back on. It's like when, especially during the obstacles, like why why did I really do this in the first place, mm-hmm. right? And then now let's switch to the part that everyone wants to hear because there's there, there's somebody that's going to listen to this next part and say, "Whoa, that sounds a lot like me." Uh, parts of it sound like me. This is where that part of inspiration really comes from because we're interviewing you because you have already gotten into PT school. We'll get to that later. But now you're about to tell us about some things that you went through that basically made it difficult and where you were like, man, like, is this going to work out? You, you second guess yourself. So for you, what were the biggest obstacles or struggles that you faced or experienced as a pre-PT that ultimately led you to, you know, kind of have moments of maybe even quitting? What were those? Number one and biggest thing I would say is imposter syndrome, which we all have. But I'm a non-traditional student. I graduated 2016 in my undergrad. I applied, did not get in. And just like Genevieve last night, you know, she said one after the other, one after the other. And it's a funny thing because I already knew in the mail, if I get a big envelope, oh, that's an acceptance letter. If I get a small envelope, that's a rejection. And it came to a point that the third school, I got a letter in the mail and it's a small envelope I was like oh rejection I'm not even gonna open it (laughs) it just broke my heart and yeah imposter syndrome and it came to a point where I was talking to myself and I said maybe I'm just making myself believe that PT is what I want to be but maybe it's not for me you know it's like we all have that question and you're questioning your journey and it became a cycle you know but also I was young at the time and I was thinking about, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose my youth if I just go to school. Um, I got to, you know, I'm diabetic. Like, what if I don't have kids at this age? Like, I feel like that, all of those became like an imposter syndrome to me. I doubted myself and I doubted my journey. And then cost of application, like money is always a problem. (laughs) And then that too, imposter syndrome. And I felt like I was lying to myself, just being a PT and killing myself with imposter syndrome. Wow. I don't know how many of y'all can relate with that, but that's major. You know, applying a cycle and, and you know, getting rejected uh, and then basically starting to second guess, like, am I even qualified for this? And I, um, I actually had a conversation with someone recently, and then we'll go to the next question. And, and I was telling this individual, I was like, have you ever thought about the day you'll get accepted into PT school? And the person was like, no, not really. I was like, well, okay, let's imagine it for a second. What would it look like, right? Like just imagine they get your acceptance letter and the person started to describe it to me and telling me that, you know, they probably cry and all, you know, all this other stuff. And I was like, what if I told you that that day is real? Like, like it's not some idea. It's not some hope you have. It's, it's a real day. Like it, it exists in the future. It already exists, right? It's just a matter of whether we want to do what we need to do to actually get there or not. And I think that imposter syndrome comes from really feeling like, man, like, what if I'm not good enough? What if I'm just in over my head? What if, what if I'm, what if I, I do everything in my power and it just doesn't like go my way, right? And it's just that fe- it's the fear too. Like, what if I apply again and this happens, right? What is that telling me? Is it telling me that I'm really should I just think of doing something else right now? Did you ever switch career paths, by the way? I did. Oh my gosh, Joseph. Actually, good question. Because literally 2019, I was in my master's degree Mm -hmm. um, for exercise science. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And while I was doing that, I was thinking of going back to med school. Mm-hmm. So I went and applied to UCLA's pre-med program. And I did that, that mm. entire thing. And that's when I realized both my master's degree and being in the pre-med program, shoot, like, I really want to become a PT. Like, everything that I'm learning during my master's degree and learning more about the process of med school, but also what med school entails, I keep coming back to the human body in terms of physical therapy, exercise, movement, Mm. injuries, and Mm. everything. It's just, I know medical, the medical field, we are part of it, but it's, you know, a different realm there's so many things you and you you would just know mm-hmm. which field you're going to be in and mm-hmm. it's funny because i keep coming back to it i'm diabetic i wanted to become an endocrinologist wow but like regardless i was like man i want to help diabetics in a different way physical therapy neuropathy is like a biggest thing in diabetes and we don't see that as a diabetic not a lot of people we don't realize that until now like until you have it. And in physical therapy, I feel like that's like a big, like just, just one factor, yeah. which is that. Like, let's intru- let, let me introduce PT to you and let me prevent you from having neuropathy. Or let me help you move or something. I don't know. That's such a big deal. And the reason why I even asked about that is because I think a lot of times the students and, and for, for, for those of y'all listening live or watching this on replay, I think what usually like throws us off is when we forget that, like, like if this is what you're called to do, like, if, if, if this is the career that you've, like, genuinely been called to and you may have decided to go down a different path and you're like, no, I still want to be a physical therapist. This is literally how I want to serve people in my career. Don't ignore that. Don't ignore that. Don't let, don't let the doubts that you have about yourself, whether that's GPA, GRE, you know, being rejected before, don't let that cloud the fact that this is what you're being called to do. Y'all hear me right now? And that's, that's actually why we do these live streams to begin with, because it like, don't ignore that call. It's, it's very easy to listen to other people and, you know, have them basically place their, their suggestions and doubts on us. And then you start to believe those things as if that's what you want to do. And then, you know, it leads to disappointment down the line. So don't ignore that voice. And you did it at some point. You were like, okay, I've, I've, I've tried going down different paths. <laughs> But physical therapy is what I want to do. And so for you, you went to, you looked for not guidance. You were like, okay, I need to look for some non-traditional coaching direction. That's when you joined our acceptance system coaching program. What led you to search for that non-traditional guidance? Well, first of all, I'm already a non-traditional student. Look at that. <laughs> but, look at that. <laughs> but after years passing, 2019 was like the biggest thing for me. And that's when I found you guys. Mm-hmm. After graduating my master's degree, I was like, yeah, I'll just wait next year until I apply, you know, which I kind of did because I graduated in December 2019. But mm-hmm. it was, you know, as a non-traditional student, I am not in the loop of dates, you know, how to apply to PTCAS again. I had the trauma of rejection back in 2016 was, oh my gosh, I'm going to apply to PTCAS on my own. That's very discouraging. Just thinking about it gave me chills. I was like, I don't know, I'll do it. <laughs> you know? But also, don't get me wrong, tradi- being a traditional student, it's great because that's where we, that's our path. You know, that's where we're eventually going to go to where we are now as a PT. But I realized as a 30 year old, I realized that the traditional route was a bit tougher for me because there's a lot of brainwashing, like you said. I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of you have been like counselors telling you, you're, oh, you have a bad GPA, you're not going to get in. Or 
retake this classes. And there's so many times that I've heard, oh, retake classes. And I'm like, retaking classes and classes are expiring. I'm going to be retaking prerequisites forever. I'm pretty sure there's a way. And that's all of those. How can I connect to an admission counselor without being too nosy or being too pushy? Those things made me realize I need help. <laughs> I need something that will guide me. And I don't know how much time we have, but I really, it's a burning in my heart that I want to share this with whoever's Go listening. Go on, say what you got to say. What really made me decide to be a part of the acceptance system was I reached out to you and Casey, and both of you responded to me on that message that I sent to Facebook instantly. And it wasn't like, because I was so scared that, oh, maybe this is another program where it's just going to take my money and then that's it, you know. I was kind of craving for relationships, not only in a way where I could be helped in my program, like, you know, my application journey, but a lifetime relationship of, you know, friendship and of mentorship, you know. Going back to that, when I heard back from you and Casey, Casey was the one who responded to me and said, well, what do you need help with, you know? And then I kind of talked to him and he didn't even mention something like, okay, well, that was your trial. So pay tomorrow so that we can help you more. Like I didn't hear that. And I could you not, and I'm pretty sure you or anybody who's listening right now probably experienced that at anything or at some point in their life, you know? And I was like, man, like he's just giving me resources left and right. <laughs> like, And they're a program. Like I'm kind of curious, you know? And he gave Casey and I, had a phone call and I was like man they're really wanting to help me <laughs> like you know and then after that I, I jumped into the master class training you said I would never forget you said when is the right time there's no right time there's no right time it's either you do it now or you wait and you think 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 and you're going to drown in that you're going to be a prison of yourself thinking Maybe next year, maybe tomorrow, maybe later. And then when I thought about that, I was like, no, I got to do this. I got to do this. And look, here I am today. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Speak, speaking of which, speaking of which, for those of y'all that are listening to this before January 17th, um, and then I have a few more questions for you, but for those of y'all watching this before January 17th, and as we record this, it's in a few days on Sunday, uh, we're actually doing that masterclass. And so if you have not registered for it, Trust me, it's going to be an hour and a half of amazing value that will help you get unstuck. Even if you are in our coaching programs already, I would say sign up for it because uh, it, it'll give you the life that you've been looking for and the clarity and direction. So uh, go to leveluptheprept.com. It's a free training. Go there, save your seat. I think when I checked before, there's like 890 students that have already registered for it. So go save wow. your seat, guys. Go, go, go reserve your seat. We'll see you there. We'll help you guys get unstuck and make 2021 a beautiful year. But uh, for you, Marion, like, tell me real quick, and then I want us to dive into you talking about the day you got accepted into PT school. But for you, just just real quick, like, how did the acceptance system, just like in a few words, like, how did it actually help you deal with a lot of the obstacles you were facing to ultimately help you get into PT school? Gaining confidence, mm -hmm. finding that family, and you know, the networking, right? Network, not just connecting and then not knowing anything my PTCAS application journey really essays 
I mean, there's so many things. And the biggest thing would probably be accountability. I felt it's nice to walk in life, not being alone, you know? So that was really, really helpful for me. But a lot. Oh, and then the biggest thing too, like I didn't know this, but getting some of my classes waived and really using my master's degree as as an advantage for me because that was that was a big question for me because a lot of people are like, oh, you have your master's degree? I mean, it doesn't really matter, which is true. I learned more at some schools. It doesn't really matter. But taking that to an advantage for me, 3PT grind, the accepted system really helped me with that. But then again, accountability above, number one is accountability. And these are the constituents to the accountability part. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. Let's go to the fun part. Tell us about the day you got accepted into PT school, because that's the day that a lot of us as pre-PTs really like anticipate. We hope for, we're like, man, I hope one day it happens for me. <laughs> like, what, what was that day like for you? How did you find out? Uh, what were your emotions? What were your thoughts? Tell us a little bit about it. And then I have one last question before we finish this, you know, this interview. I actually got accepted to a couple schools, but I'm just going to share with you my acceptance on the school that I'm actually going to go to. But I was actually at work. I was working, treating a patient. And then I went to the computer because I need to print an HEP, so an home exercise program. And then I checked my email and then I looked, the school popped up, Mount St. Mary. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I was nervous. I was shaking. I clicked on the email and it says on big letters, congratulations. I was like, oh, no more, no more small, small envelope. <laughs> this is like the biggest envelope I've ever received. And it's so nice because I just literally couldn't hold myself. I just, oh. and then one of the PT who is actually an alumni of the school, she goes, girl, I don't care. I'm going to hug you. We have masks. I have facial everything. And she just literally hugged me. And I, I couldn't believe. But then it's funny because there's this feeling of like fear again, but it's a different kind of fear. It's more so like I have to do well. And this is a new journey. It's just the beginning. And it's a relief. Like everybody says, it's like weight of your shoulder. <laughs> yeah. You guys, it's a massive weight lifted off your shoulder. And, and that's just nervousness that comes with, you know, having a new journey. I, I think uh, I, I think we said this last night for the last night's interview. It, it, it's, it's kind of cool when you get into PT school because at that point, it's really just, let's just survive. <laughs> it's, it's, it's more <laughs> yeah. so like, let's just make it through because you, just got, you really just got to make it through, right? So, so obviously, I'm not telling you to like settle for less. I'm just saying to like, don't don't freak yourself out. Just just work hard. Do a lot of the things that have really helped you get there. Use people. Um, obviously, you, you know people that have been through PT school as well. You know, use their expertise. But but at the end of the day, you just got to make it through. And, 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 and you getting into PT school is the confirmation that you need to know that you can make it through. So uh, so so I'm I'm so proud of you. And 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 for the last question, what would you say to yourself? a year and a half ago like just just go back to a time where you were like where you really really doubted yourself and you were you know this reality of, of you now being a PT student felt so distant like what would you like if you could go back in time knowing that this happened knowing that you finally got into PT school after dealing with everything you've dealt with over the last few years what would you say to that version of yourself and the reason why I asked that question is because somebody listening to this live or on replay is in that place 
where they would just value what you would say to them um, as they're going through the obstacles that they're going through right now. So what would your advice be? I would say, man, this is very deep. Joseph. <laughs> like this question is very deep, you know, but I personally would say that learn how to don't let people brainwash you into thinking of what you can and can't do. There's this say, like there's this quote, I'm paraphrasing, but in order to find out who you are, you need to first find out who you're not, you know? And to me, I felt like that was, my journey might have been long, years of years, especially coming from a different country too. But if it weren't for me, applying to master's school, my master's degree school, or the pre-med journey, I wouldn't be as confident as I feel being to where I am now, getting accepted to PT school. And then another thing would be the serenity prayer, which is, you know, the strength to accept the things we cannot change and have the courage to change the things that we can, we still can while having the wisdom to know the difference. Because when I was younger and going through undergrad, undergrad is like, all I got to see, my life is done. I'm not going to go anywhere. Dude, you have, you, you have so many factors to gain more you know, value and strength. I'm not saying don't do well. Of course you have to. But you got to find, you got to learn how to forgive yourself and the things that it already happened. You can't like dwell on it. You just have to move forward, you know? And then money. I really like it on one of our habits challenge because I was part of the habit, you know, the habits challenge too. When you were asking us like, what is your stance on money? Is it a good or a bad thing for you? And that really question, like I really thought about that. It's like, yeah, he's right. Joseph is right. It's a tool. It's a tool for you to do X, whatever it is. For me, it's a tool to live because I need my diabetes medication. I need a roof to live in, you know? So in me saying that, you have to get your relationship right with money. Money is always going to be a problem anyway, but in relation to your education and knowledge, which relates to wisdom, my mom would always say, your education is also an intangible thing or gift of life because you're going to gain knowledge. And knowledge is something that nobody can ever take away from you. Your education, I'm not saying and bashing people that didn't have the chance to get educated. I came from a third world country. And here, we are so blessed to be able to go to elementary school, middle school, free high school for free I live I grew up in the Philippines public schools you pay you still pay and so my point in that is don't ever feel guilty or bad that you have to spend for your education again money is always going to be a problem but it doesn't have to be so those are the things that I would probably if I could go back to the younger me tell myself like girl look at you, you're surviving right now, you know, and there's so many, like you, Joseph, you've experienced, you've shared your experiences, you're, you know, 
your your struggles and your difficulties, people that were in this Inspire series. And I'm pretty sure, you know, sometimes it's easier said than done, but you got to do your best. Again, it's your entity prayer. So I'm really going to stick to that. <laughs> oh, that that was wise beyond anything you could know. You know, just focusing on the things that we can control and and, and the understanding that the, the 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 journey that we are on is molding the person that we're becoming. Right? You know, I, I think uh, Casey and I were talking about this recently, where we were like, if the things that we can handle in life now, whether it's with pre PT grind or in our individual lives or as physical therapists or whatnot. Like I asked Casey, could you handle the things you can handle now? Could you handle them two years ago? He was like, no, absolutely not. Because it, it, it's part of the person you're becoming. Like you, mm -hmm. the, the good and the bad, those moments, you know, those years of, of just kind of having that up and down, those molded you into who you are today. So I think sometimes we look at those as bad things. Now, can we learn from them? Yeah, of course. Can we get direction and actually get, get closer to our goals? Of course. But but when we really look back with at those experiences in in a bright light, like instead of looking at them as uh, like oh I can't believe I struggle with my class, like look at them and say like what did I what did I learn like what did that teach me how to do? I mean the the fact that you're still fighting. So if you're listening to this right now and you've been rejected before, you've had low GPAs and you've doubted yourself and you're still pursuing physical therapy, well resilience was part of your growth can you just celebrate the fact that you are resilient enough to listen <laughs> yeah. to this like resilient enough like like y'all like understand what that really means to be resilient enough to like to keep pushing yourself and say okay like what do i have to do like how are other people doing it that is a quality about you that really translates into so many other things that you do and i think sometimes we miss that it's the person that we're becoming so so, so i hope that this was valuable to y'all this was in, like insanely inspirational to me <laughs> like, you know, like just listening to your story again. And I just, you know, thank you so much, Marianne, for taking time out of your evening yeah, to you know, share your experience and pour life into others that maybe have a similar story or are currently mm -hmm. stuck. Uh, you had one more thing to say? Yeah, I just, I just, I just really got to share it. Also, yeah. one thing too is find your right connections. I mean, I know you and Casey always say that. And I truly believe that that's true because I've, I've had friends before that believes in me, but, and because I'm, I'm going to say that I'm wiser and more mature now, you just got to know your boundaries. Like, it's okay to say no. It's okay to really tell yourself that maybe I'm surrounding myself with the wrong crowd or I'm seeking help in the wrong resources or wrong person. It's not because you're a mean person or a bad person. It's just knowing your boundaries. You know, like as much as I hate to say this, but this is life. It's also, there's a part of survival too. And that's okay. So just knowing the right connections that you have to have and that you have to surround yourself with really affects and will um, benefit your emotional and your mental capacity and if you don't know how to recognize that i think eventually you're gonna be a wreck because <laughs> it happened to me wow true. That's so true so so true y'all learn how to protect your 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 energy your time your your dreams your, your dream of becoming a pt protect it protect it create those boundaries and good things come from that good things come from yeah. that so 
So yeah, that's it. That's it. But uh, thank you so much for taking time out of your evening. For those of y'all that are listening to this live or on replay, I hope you're blessed by this. If uh, you feel like there's someone that needs to hear this that did not hear it, feel free to share it with them and fire them. But y'all keep fighting, keep pushing. Don't quit. Don't give up. If this is the calling that you've been called to, do not quit, y'all. Do not quit. There are so many amazing human beings waiting for you to serve them through the field of physical therapy. I agree. But, but they're only going to be there if you keep pushing. And so don't give up on yourself. And if you feel stuck, like we got you, you know, that's why we're here. Right. And if you haven't registered for Sunday's masterclass, build a level up with prept.com. We'll see you there. But, but that's it. Y'all you guys have a blessed one. We will see you guys tomorrow night for another interview. Much love. What is up, guys? You've been listening to the Pre-PT Grind Podcast, where we don't just help you get into PT school, but our mission is to make you the best physical therapist you can possibly be. And I have a quick question for you. Did you enjoy this episode? And if you did, I want to ask a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread our message of helping pre-PTs get into physical therapy school without wasting time and money is if you rate, review, and subscribe to the Pre-PT Grind Podcast. What this basically does is tell the platforms out there that we're on is that you like our stuff, that we're doing something right, and that we're bringing value to you all, our audience. So if you can take about three seconds out of your day to rate, review, and subscribe to the Pre-PT Grind podcast and tell your friends about Pre-PT Grind, we would be forever, forever grateful to all of you. So thank you again for listening to another episode of the Pre-PT Grind podcast. We will see you on the next one.